am joined in studio by the lovely humans from Happy Culture, Mark and Manam. How are you guys doing this morning? Very, very well. Thank you for having us. It's great, great to, to have you here. So, Manam, I know it's your first time in studio. Indeed, so, yes. Uh, it's just easy chats. We're going to be talking a little bit about your product, um, which I am very familiar with and absolutely love. Um, but for those who've been under a rock for the last like <laughs> five years since it's been like a thing, um, just tell us a little bit what is kombucha? Um, yeah, should I explain it? Um, kombucha is essentially a fizzy fermented tea, um, which is filled with probiotics and mm-hmm. a range of other health beneficial properties, including organic acids. Uh, antioxidants, digestive mm. enzymes, vitamins and minerals, all working together to health boost health and overall well-being, and especially um, starting with the gut. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it tastes something between like iced tea and champagne. Ooh, that yeah, sounds it's a like little a bit <laughs> tangy, a little <laughs> bit sweet. Uh, well, depending on your recipe, mm-hmm. ours is quite dry, but it's got a slight sweetness to it, and then a little bit tarty as well from from the acetic acid, and then it also has a natural Effervescence. I always struggle with that word. Natural bubbles, like a, like a champagne. Can you just say that word again? Because I kind of missed it there. Effervescence. 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 There we go. Yes. So it's like a natural. <laughs> like, uh, so, an elegant uh, effervescence. Yeah, a, a natural bubble as opposed to a soda stream type forced carbonation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more like a champagne where the, where the bubble is actually created in the bottle during the what would be called the second primary ferment. Interesting. That brings it all to life and gives it nice vitality and delicious sparkle. Just by describing it, I'm guessing um, the factory probably looks like this lab with all those little um, (laughs) bulbs and like pipes and all those kind of things. And then at the end of it, you get that like perfectly crisp kombucha fermented tea type of a thing. Yes, yeah. I suppose you could look at it that way. Yeah, Uh let let your imagination run wild. (laughs) But uh, yeah, the behind the scenes are pretty cool and interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, we've got, uh, we've actually, we play like Himalayan, um, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, we, we have Himalayan salt lamps scattered around, so we've got beautiful um, pink light to purify the air and um, yeah, add a special magic touch. Mood. And then we play uh, 432 hertz Reiki healing music in our, in our brew oh, rooms. Wow. So the cultures so are born in that environment. So it it's is pretty a mystical. It's mood, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, you can taste it in the drink, in the in product. So whatever you guys are doing, like, well done. Now, Happy Culture, that is your baby. Tell us a little bit about the company and uh, where you guys are with regards to natural health. Because, I mean, not just any person walking on the side of the street would, like, walk say, like, hey, I want to start, like, a kombucha company. Um, surely you guys have a history with natural health. Yes, well, it was a fusion of two things, um, health and then also a background in bubbles in a different uh, world. So, yeah, it was a a bunch of different factors and inspirations that led us Mm -hmm. to to begin this journey. But um, the main ones of which were uh, beautiful travels, which uh, very much opened the heart and expanded the mind and made us realize that we wanted to spread health and happiness in the world and allow people to become more connected to their bodies and to the world and understanding that a healthy body was a key ingredient for uh, a happy life. And to be able to do positive change in the world, you need to start with yourself. So we always wanted to do something to help people optimize their well-being. Um, so that was one thing. And then the next thing is we worked with my dad on um, his our family farm in Franschhoek, and he makes Cap Classic. So it's mm-hmm. the South African name for champagne. 
So we worked with them for about a year um, mm -hmm. where we learned the art of the double fermentation, the art of the perfect bubble, uh, yeah. working in, in a winery, running a winery, and also a little bit on the entrepreneurship side of things. And, and of course, developing a palate and an appreciation for flavor and balance mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, at that point, kombucha wasn't necessarily on the radar yet. Uh -huh. um, but looking back, it was definitely a strong influence. Um, yeah, and then when we left the farm um, in search of new adventures, and we mm -hmm. moved back into Cape Town. Um, we were living in our camper van at the time, going to yoga every day. And mm -hmm. uh, at that point, kombucha just started appearing everywhere in our lives. We had decided not to drink alcohol for, for a little while while we yeah. figured ourselves out. So we were drinking kombucha instead of anything else. Mm -hmm. And we really just fell in love with this beautiful elixir and wondrous, uh -huh. wondrous drink. Um, so we started making it. And yeah, the more we looked into it, the more we realized that this is something that was really well mm -hmm. aligned with our passion for health and happiness, yeah. but then also um, the slight amount of expertise mm -hmm. we had in the world of bubbles and fermentation yeah. and such. So it was a beautiful alignment for so us. Earlier off air, we were talking about that fine line, and uh, I think you guys have met that perfect, that perfect. You know, we. Uh, I was actually just talking about my favorite flavor, and you were telling me something along the line like it could use another day outside of the fridge, and like all these things. I'm thinking like, what? Wait, is this just like a drink I could just pop open and like enjoy? Um, and it's just listening to you now talking about your history with bubbles. It's, it just, it just shows in the drink itself. Amazing. Yes, yeah, so it's a it's a super fine line um, when you're not dealing with an exact recipe. Yeah. So the A plus B plus C equals D. You kind of need to grow these probiotic cultures uh, and then track them throughout their, their ferment. Yeah. Get them into the bottle and then try and get, uh, say for instance, a pellet full of bottles to second ferment in the bottle to the exact right effervescence every mm -hmm. time. Um, and that becomes quite a challenging process, yeah. um, albeit very uh, very interesting and fun too. Yeah, and, and we like to pride ourselves for the art of the perfect bubble, but what is the perfect bubble? You know, some people like yeah. it more fizzy, some like it less, mm -hmm. and then of course then we need a cold chain to be perfectly managed from yeah. the moment it leaves our, our cold room to the moment it is consumed. So yeah, it's very difficult to, to attain the perfect bubble every time. And just like listening to each other, there's like so much excitement in this. It's 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 more than just your your business; it's your passion as well. Yes, yeah, no, thank goodness. So <laughs> when no, definitely thank goodness for that. And Otherwise, I'm not sure we would still be here. <laughs> we're passionate. No, I mean whenever you're walking around in like any health store, just any store these days, you you just hear people saying, "Oh, try kombucha. There's so many benefits to it. So many benefits." Oh, yeah, I'm so, glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you never know exactly what are the benefits unless you sit behind a computer and research it for yourself. Yeah. So could you just, like, uh, go through a few of them with the benefits of kombucha? Uh, I know I mentioned to you earlier I've been on antibiotics for the last couple of days now, um, and I know that destroys gut health, and kombucha is good for the gut, um, but that's one of the benefits that I know of. Yeah. Do you mind just running a few of of those benefits so, yeah, if you if you if you start at the base point um, the base point being the tea the green tea that's full of micronutrients and uh, antioxidants so starting on the base point there um, then there are the uh, probiotic cultures um, we'll see breed and create a good body of the of the beverage those are all being probiotics mm -hmm. very good for the gut uh, then during their fermentation or culturing process they give off organic acids 
uh, glucuronic acid, glucuronic acid, acetic yeah. acid. Uh, acetic acid being the same acid that makes apple cider vinegar. Um, and obviously everyone knows apple cider very, vinegar is very good for your body and alkalizing of the blood. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so those are pretty much the, the, the main health benefits of the um, drink, the organic acids, the probiotics, and the antioxidants. And then the digestive enzymes that are produced during the fermentation as well, which help support digestion process. Um, and then you have um, minerals and vitamins, uh, which are created from the fermentation, um, including um, a bit of electrolyte um, effect, because mm -hmm. we use actually... Um, Kalahari desert salt in our brews. Okay. And then we've got a little bit of the residual sugar and some minerals, and together they work to create an electrolyte. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why kombucha gives you so much energy. So yeah. in summary, very good for balancing and detoxifying the body, okay. uh, improving gut flora and helping support digestion process and metabolism. Mm -hmm. And that's what, one of the reasons why kombucha can help with weight loss as well. Um, uh. Yeah, and then just helping, uh, helping boost energy and vitality, giving you a nice buzz. Um, without too much, you know, mm. sugar or anything like that. Yeah, one thing in, in, in that kind of arena, like a lot of focus on kombucha is around health. Yeah. You know? um, and yes, it's a beverage which is really good for you. Um, but more than that, it's a lovely, refreshing beverage that tastes good. It's got light effervescence, mm -hmm. and by the way, it happens to be good for you, yeah. as opposed to a majority of ready-to-drink beverages out there, which are the polar opposite. Um, it would almost be nice to get everyone to look at it differently go and, and think something like water or kombucha or, or water kefir is good for you or, or it's just is standard and then look at everything and start asking the question of why is other stuff bad for you yeah. kind of thing but it's, no, it's, 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 it's obviously how, how society has developed you know yeah. interesting and then another one that has just been like a question I'd be just dying to ask when you hear the term live culture, <laughs> I think of like this alien being trapped in a, in a lab somewhere in a jar or whatever, and you just like let it out like a little bit at a time. Um, I'm guessing it's not that that's uh, thing, a, a, a little bit. <laughs> I, I always say, you know, the culture is almost, it's between a plant and a pet, you know, yeah. it's, it's more alive than the plant. Um, and more complex mm -hmm. than the plant, but uh, it doesn't have a heartbeat, let's say, yeah. um, or a consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a lot of culture, that's almost coming through anything that's fermented from, mm -hmm. from sauerkraut to kimchi yeah. to beer. Um, it all starts with, in essence, a live culture. It just depends on what kind of live culture there is. Mm -hmm. um, with kombucha, um, especially with happy culture, um, the... Sorry, my mind actually sidetracking there to other formats of, of booch, but let me yeah. let me stick to happy culture. Uh, a lot of the live culture mm -hmm. um, in the bottle as it is on the shelf, those probiotics and those cultures are still alive yeah. and living, um, that being the live culture coming, coming through into it. Whereas if it is then left out of the fridge, it continues to ferment. Mm -hmm. Hence, quite a lot of need for the yeah. cold chain. Um, but just to rain, to rain it back in, the kombucha culture is a, a, known as a SCOBY, and it's uh -huh. a symbiotic colony of bacteria and yeasts. Yeah. So that's what it is, and it's got a very wide range of different bacteria and different yeasts, which work mm -hmm. together symbiotically to ferment green tea or sweetened green tea into kombucha. Um, and essentially what the cultures are is microorganisms, mm -hmm bacteria yeah. and yeasts, um, which are living 
you know, uh, organisms which yeah. consume and extract things. Um, so essentially that's what it is. And by live, it means it hasn't been pasteurized. Yeah. So when you're saying it's got live cultures opposed to not, mm -hmm. some kombuchas, they've been pasteurized to kill the live cultures, and that's to avoid the cold chain requirement. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, it doesn't contain the living probiotics anymore. And that is the whole, the whole point of it is to have the living probiotics. That is the main health benefit. So it's a bit team to miss out on mm -hmm. it. If it doesn't have it, then it will still have some other health beneficial yeah. properties like antioxidants and organic acids, but no longer the live probiotics. Interesting. So when we come back um, after playing some music, we're going to be talking about flavors and the whole the whole root of where happy culture is going the best, like, you know, um, what days lies in the future for happy culture in just a few. So we are in studio with Mark and Manum, uh, the humans from Happy Culture. Are you guys still doing good on that side of the studio? Yeah, so good, thank you. It's so great to have you guys here. And now we get to chat about my favorite part of this whole thing. Well, I, I enjoyed learning about kombucha, but I am a big foodie. I love talking about flavors and just building our flavors. So I'm guessing with running a business or a passion project like Happy Culture, flavors is a big part of it all. Um, where do you come up with your aromas and your flavors and what makes you decide like, hey, I want raspberry and hibiscus, which is just, so, by the way, my favorite. There's actually one in here for you. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, most of the flavors we pretty much, well, we, we developed pretty much by ourselves and I think a bit of it was caught in between wanting to go far left and yeah. go like arty, crafty and then... and then A very adventurous it, yeah, side of things. Yeah, and then what like... Mm -hmm what the market would actually like or want or be yeah. familiar with or, or, you know, and where their palates would be. So, Or drink like that and say, that is happy culture. Yes. Yeah. 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 So the one thing is we, we wanted to make sure that we had a signature style that people always knew if they buy happy culture, no mm -hmm. matter what the flavor is, there's a certain common thread they can expect. And yeah. for us, that is our style, which is a light, fresh, clean, elegant, beautifully balanced, which is key for kombucha, because oh, if it's not definitely. well balanced, it's not good. And then a nice, persistent, mm -hmm. but elegant bubble. Yeah. Um, so that's the common thread that you can always expect. And then, of course, low sugar, so dry. You can always expect that if you buy a happy culture, it's going to have a dry style, not yeah. a sweet style. So that's the common thread. But then the different flavor infusions offer completely different mm -hmm. sensations. Um, and some people, you know, they like all of them. Some people only like one. Some people, yeah. you know, really dislike one. And then somebody else would absolutely love that one. So you, it's quite difficult mm -hmm. to cater for everybody. Uh, but generally, out of our range, we now have six flavors in our initial range. And, um, yeah, I think there's something to please uh -huh. everybody. And then we've got our uh, sort of uh, signature thing that we always do, something and something. So cucumber yeah. and mint, blueberry and basil, mm -hmm. ginger and lemon, raspberry, hibiscus, yeah. pineapple and lime, rooibos and chai. And do you guys just, like, wake up one day and be like, hey, I thought of, like, orange and mint yeah. and then just do that? Or mm -hmm. is it, like, thought of, like, hey, this could work? Orange and, and mint sounds real good, actually. It does, eh? Like, as I said it. Matt, take care from that um, one. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the first round to get our initial four flavors was, um, I think we started around, like, 40 or 50 different options and then what we could do, mm -hmm. how we could do it, what is, mm -hmm. what is available, what would be commercially palatable scalable kind of also you know some things yeah. are great but you can't scale it so for example watermelon it's very hard to yeah. scale that actually or seasonal you know things that mm -hmm. you can't find all year round yeah. so you have to kind of work within those limitations as well mm -hmm. um, but yeah we basically tried lots and lots of different options and then we would sit and have little tasting seminars where we mm -hmm. would like give everything scores sit with an excel yeah. spreadsheet as well and like <laughs> 
classify everything and then on the next round then try again and you know yeah evolve it from there and I mean, just listening to you, um, what you were saying earlier, where it, it's almost treated like a champagne type of a thing. Yes. So, what would you compare? Uh, what would you? What would you say would pay well with a glass of kombucha? And like your flavors, like uh, if you just want to like talk about pairings here yeah, and different yes. flavors and those kind of things. Yeah. So it's nice, like the different ones have different moods. Yeah. So for example, I find a ginger lemon works really well with Asian food. That's mm-hmm. sort of gingery lemony oh, flavor. Yes. You know, yeah, very yeah. nice with sushi or an Asian meal. Mm-hmm. Um, the cucumber and mint is very cooling and refreshing. So mm-hmm. if you're having a spicy, spicy food, it's yeah. very nice to balance out the spice. So maybe you're having um, Mexican oh, food. Yeah, mm. on a hot summer mm. day, of course. Um, like poolside. Yeah, the, be- the, the, the berry <laughs> ones, I think, work really nice mm-hmm. with like a dark chocolate or a dessert. Like yeah. that, that touch of sweetness and oh, cleansing amazing. effect. Um, yeah, so all of them offer very different mm-hmm. um, properties, which pair well with yeah. different meals. So it's quite nice to play around with that. That was my, actually my next question. Like, So when you're coming with flavors, do you think of like benefits like, you know, oh, blueberries is good for weight loss, let's put this in, or is it just more of comparison, making it, like, like exciting flavors? Um, like, it's kind of bridged there, um, mm-hmm. along the exciting flavor side of things, but with quite a few of, um, of our products, um, we've got, like, little hidden, hidden benefits in there as well, like the ginger and lemon has some turmeric, and yeah. um, the cucumber and mint has some chlorophyll, yeah, and then, the, like, for example, things like the cold-pressed ginger that definitely has a lot of value to offer on yeah. a health basis. Uh, but we didn't put too much focus on that. What mm. we put focus on in ensuring that we were using wholesome, mm-hmm. real, raw ingredients, yeah. uh, natural ingredients, you know, um, and not taking too many shortcuts with regards to that. Yeah, Interesting. And then um, I got a question here um, from Megan who asks, can someone drink kombucha while they are pregnant or breastfeeding? So there's quite a couple of things there around uh, pregnant breastfeeding with kombucha. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a lot of that pertains to how it is produced and in what environments it's produced in. Okay. Um, obviously, when, you, when you're starting to grow cultures um, uh, in your kitchen, for instance, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you've got the dog food around, and maybe you've got some of your food around, uh, and... If you're not looking after it correctly, uh, pathogens could be created in there. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's, 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 there's ways in a professional environment where we limit that by having regular tests, ensuring that, that the pH is, 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 is correct, etc., etc. Um, uh, and then also uh, any potential ethanol content um, due to f- fermentation. If the cultures aren't, aren't treated correctly or you have an imbalance of cultures being more on the yeast side, um, it can tend itself to lend itself to being slightly alcoholic, 0.5 yeah. or 1%, which isn't... Uh, Sometimes for homebrews, it could be up to 2%. Up. Yeah. In homebrews, if not treated, treated properly. Um, obviously, we're at 0.05. Yeah, so I often get asked that question. And, um, because of homebrews, often, if you look on the internet, mm-hmm. they will recommend to not drink kombucha if you're pregnant because of those two main risks, being yeah. alcohol and pathogens. However, for 
the, our production, we have a food safety regulated production facility. Mm -hmm. Of course, we make sure that we don't yeah. send out pathogens in bottles that would cause big trouble. So it's yeah. very safe in that regard. And of course, we manage our ethanol level to always be below 0.5%, which is the mm -hmm. legal level. So we believe our products to be 100% safe for pregnancy. Yeah. However, with pregnancy in general, I think to consume smaller quantities of anything, especially because mm -hmm. kombucha has quite a, a powerful effect on the body, it can do, especially if you're new to it. Yeah. Um, it's nicer to maybe test with, um, mm -hmm. or safer to start with smaller quantities and make sure that uh, it works well with you and your body and your current situation. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. also prior to your pregnancy, are you a regular drinker of it? Or you're just going to start it during your pregnancy. Yeah. You know, exercise is very good for you, but if you don't exercise and you get pregnant, then you start exercising. It's not good. Mm -hmm. for you. So just taking in, into yeah. a couple of those those, yeah. those factors into consideration. But yes, happy mm -hmm. culture is safe during pregnancy. Okay. Awesome. Um, but perhaps in more moderation than usual, just to be safe. Interesting. Yeah. And then uh, another one here from Tyler who says, "Is it possible to make kombucha at home, um, and how long does it take?" Uh, 100% it's very easy to make at home okay. um, getting it balanced and uh, to your palate uh, is mm -hmm. the challenge at hand and getting it consistent yeah. over, over batches becomes more challenging but um, it is very easy to do mm -hmm. um, there are some uh, uh, people or companies who sell scobies and that online mm -hmm. um, where you can buy it and start it you can also just buy a bottle of booch and pour in a Pour it in a vessel with some more sweet tea and it'll start, yeah. um, and it'll start making kombucha and kombucha mm -hmm. and scoby and all of that. Um, so, yeah, it's very easy. Yeah, and it's, re and it's really fun. And if yeah. you have time, again, if you have time, it's something really fun to experiment with and you can try your different flavors and you'll probably have a few failed batches before yeah. you get the right one. But when you get it right, it's really exciting. So, in a, nu in a nutshell, Tyler, just... Go out to the stores and get yourself some happy culture. <laughs> well, that's, that's why we, are. we come in yeah. like offering it convenience on the exactly. go. You know, you're not always going to be able to, yeah. to make it yourself. But if mm -hmm. you can't make it yourself, I think that's a really yeah. nice way to connect with the beauty of uh, the ferment. And, uh -huh. Just yeah. watch your pH. Make sure it's nice and acidic, not yeah. too non-acidic, which will lend itself like to pathogens or mold or anything like that. Yeah, and yeah. there's lots of information online. There's a, a site called Kombucha Camp, camp yeah. with a K. Um, dot com and they offer an abundance of information about how to make your home brews and suggestions for flavors and all sorts of things. And there's quite a few questions. <laughs> I was like, the first place I go to is YouTube for everything. Yes. Um, you can find recipes, to yeah. on there. And all the questions pertaining to uh -huh. temperature, you know, you'll find information online. So yeah. exciting. And then a few questions here is like, how long does kombucha take? To ferment. So depending yeah. on where you're wanting it to finish off and where mm -hmm. you started. So if you if you if you start it strong, it's going to take shorter. If you start it very weak, it's going to take longer. Starting yeah. as in the your starter liquid that you use. Yes. So you, you you start the in essence batch with X amount of starter liquid yeah. and your scurvy. And starter liquid is liquid from a previous batch. Yeah which obviously has the cultures in, as well yeah. as a lot of the organic acids, which then drop your pH of your new brew, mm -hmm. lending it to a more acidic environment, uh, eliminating any risk of yeah. pathogens. It's like a whole lot of science there. Yeah. <laughs> but generally, in short, yeah. um, two to four weeks, depending on how warm it is outside mm -hmm. and how strong your starter yeah. liquid was and how strong you want your end product to be. Okay. Um, take longer but about, to about two to four mm -hmm. weeks in general. Yeah. Interesting. And then, and now with uh, Happy Culture, we, what, what does the future hold for the company? Um, expanding, what, what does the future hold? Yeah, I mean, it's some really cool growth uh, and 
Yeah, we've, we've also just released our new uh, CBD and energy range. Mm -hmm. um, so separate, obviously. Yeah. A CBD, a cherry CBD. Ooh. And a zesty energy. Yeah. Um, uh, the energy having a little bit of grana and ginseng, the cherry CBD obviously having CBD, mm -hmm. and a touch of valerian root, which is nice and relaxing, anti-anxiety. So okay. almost being polar opposites, um, but both mm -hmm. more on the functional side of kombucha as opposed to just purely flavor-based. So extra um, functional. Kombucha is obviously functional yeah. within itself, but adding yeah. more functionality on top of it. So if you're going to have a drink mm -hmm. on the go, you know, you might as well yeah. pack as many benefits into it as possible, essentially. No, definitely. Um, so yeah, that's and, exciting. Uh, and there's, besides maybe shakers, there's, there's not any really healthy energy drinks out there. No, definitely, and, and, yeah. And one sip and you're bouncing off the, yeah. off the roof. So we just got like a microdose of grana and ginseng mm -hmm. in there just for a little bit of an upper, as well as the green tea, which is in there too, and all, yeah. and all the energy, which the microdose gives yeah. you too. Mm -hmm. um, but to, to, answer, yeah, to answer your question in, in, in more sort of detail, we obviously have lots of exciting mm -hmm. plans and visions. Yeah. What we learned from the beginning is uh, you can only achieve so much in a year. <laughs> we were very ambitious in the beginning. Yeah. By now, we already had five have product ranges and yeah. all sorts of things, but we've had to rein ourselves in for a variety mm -hmm. of reasons. Uh, but our step one was to really launch this initial mm -hmm. range and spread it nationally yeah. and get a nice national footprint. Um, step two was then to market that because, you know, it doesn't mm -hmm. always sell itself, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, we're kind of on step two now where we've we've got the national footprint now with Pick and Pay, uh, which is mm -hmm. exciting, and then all of our other wonderful stockists, of course, like Wellness Warehouse and Food Lovers Market and Spa mm -hmm. and all the lovely independence. Yeah. Um, now we're on step two of marketing. Um, you know, we're mm -hmm. trying to get the word out there about kombucha and trying mm -hmm. to make sure that um, we can keep our shelf yeah. space in the retailers um, I mean, like, or justify it. the potential market, they don't even know what kombucha is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I've, like, every yeah. time when I have, like, a, a, a little get-together and I put kombucha, half of my, half the people there don't even know what kombucha exactly. is. It's, yeah. it's like 20, 25 years ago in South yeah. Africa, no one knew what iced tea was. <laughs> so yeah but now step three um, will be to obviously diversify our range mm. and offer more exciting um, offerings um, with the common thread being gut yeah. health and uh, fermentation um, just staying true to your core yeah, yeah. so what, what our, yeah, our core mission is to um, help um, heal and improve gut health and through that yeah. improve and boost people's well-being mm. and the energy levels and the energy yeah. they're able to share with the world and through that, yeah, evolve humankind. Um, so we have so many exciting visions and it's been very difficult for us to yeah. have to put the brakes on on all of those. But in the next year, there should be a few exciting things coming out. Oh, so. I cannot wait. Yeah, watch this space. So I do have a few more questions, actually. Awesome. Um, this one is from Nelly, who says, who asks, how, from what age can I start giving my child kombucha? Mm. Yeah. So we've actually had a lot of positive feedback mm -hmm. from uh, parents who say their kids love kombucha and they're so happy about it because it's such a nice alternative to um, obviously traditional sodas or even fruit juice, which is very high in sugar and so doesn't really offer any goodness. Start on kombucha before you start on Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, like, I mean, you know, think of all the damage Coke could do. So. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, yeah. Um, start in smaller amounts. I mean, I, I have my friends sometimes they give even their, their one-year-olds like little finger bits of kombucha, yeah. you know. Um, it says full of goodness, but because it is quite a, a strong sort of, you know, potent mm -hmm. drink uh, in a way, um, it's always nice to start smaller. And, um, yeah, mm -hmm. I think 
smaller amounts initially, and then you can build it up as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, three, a few three, four, five year olds who just walk around the house going kombucha, kombucha, kombucha. Yeah, that's like so freaking adorable. Yeah, so and we're very excited that the little people <laughs> of tomorrow are keen on kombucha. They're, they're easier to yeah. <laughs> to to get. And then there's that. two questions here that I um like. I'll just like put it out there. It's not really kombucha related um but yeah i got one here from taryn who asks who asks about um juice detox and can people do it with kombucha okay well that has to do with kombucha um from what i understand Mm -hmm. it would be something different but i'd say chat to there's very many different kinds of juice detoxes they're done in different ways with different things. And I'd say I'd rather chat to the person of whom you're doing that yeah. detox with. Yeah. Um, but it's it's very cleansing, you know, the organic yeah. acids help cleanse the stomach. I personally don't believe in juice detoxes. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it just makes you grumpy and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not yeah, about from, from 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 what I believe, yeah, like there's a very special way to do it and it's not purely juice that yes. you're consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and certain things at certain times over certain days um, mm-hmm. it's actually more of like a, a starting at your mouth colon flush as opposed to an actual just juice detox of I'm just drinking juice for mm-hmm. two or three um, but I'm not, I'm not nearly an expert yeah. in the field um, yeah, so on that side, I and then to. another question here that also has to do with juices. So uh, this is from Jessica, who says that the market is so flooding with all these superfoods and natural health remedies and all that stuff. Does when when it comes to juices, does pr- cold pressed juice actually matter, or can I just take whatever fruit juices I see on the shelves? Well, yeah, I think there's there's a big difference between a cold pressed juice and a fruit juice yeah doing a little inverted commas there um, on on the one extreme side uh, a fruit juice might not even have any fruit in it it might have a, it might be a milk base with a flavor and a color yeah and some um, sugar and, and some sugar um, and it's called fruit juice or I'm not going to say any names you know um, and then mm-hmm. that comes all the way through to something being a little bit more a little bit more genuine um, which is, say, for instance, a fruit concentrate yeah. with some acidity and and and, and water, water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that then one step further is obviously cold pressed juice, mm-hmm. um, and then you got different aspects of cold pressed juice. You got cold pressed juice that's been um, uh, how should I say like um, pressure pasteurized, which has got like a three to four week shelf life, or mm-hmm. you can get a cold pressed juice, which ideally a cold pressed juice from a a deli that's juicing yeah. there in front of you or otherwise one that's on a shelf that's got like a two-day or three-day shelf life. You can get more of the actual nutrients out of it as opposed to something which is dairy-based and not yeah. even a fruit mm-hmm. at all. So conventional fruit juice, providing let's say it's a concentrate that's diluted, it's yummy um, yeah. and lovely, but it doesn't really offer any beneficial properties. It mm-hmm. no longer has any vitamins really in there unless it's been reinforced with vitamins yeah. um, and it has quite a high sugar content. So it doesn't really offer much for you. A cold-pressed juice, on the other hand, um, often is made with more like greens and things like that. So the sugar, yeah. sugar level is a lot lower and it's got a lot more uh, of the uh, vitamins and nutrients that you're looking for mm-hmm. and real um, enzymes and such. Um, so... And also, like, a cold-pressed fruit juice does lend, lend itself to being quite high in sugar and quite low in fiber, which okay. is because you've juiced the juice out. Yeah. Um, so quite a good thing, I would think, is to have a balanced blend of mm-hmm. between vegetables and fruit in your juice, yeah. um, as opposed to just fruit juice. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. obviously, once again, a cold-pressed juice is a concentrate, Yeah. and it's not in its complete natural form. 
But just to remove the confusion, a lot of people think kombucha is juice. Kombucha yeah. is not juice. Yeah. Kombucha is a fermented tea, a fermented mm. green tea. Fermented in our case, tea. yeah. So you take tea, you add a little bit of sugar, and then you put it in a tank with live cultures um, for a period of about three weeks, during which time it will become kombucha. So it's not juice at all, but we do flavor with a little bit of juice, uh, cold pressed juice, yeah. um, just, just, just before bottling. Just in case people yeah. miss the first part, because we <laughs> often have people think yeah. uh, people thinking that kombucha is, is juice. It's juice. I mean, like this question that we yeah. just got now. Yeah. Don't shake it. Yeah, <laughs> it's fizzy as well. A natural. I know. Bubble. I made that mistake the other day. I went for a hike, and um, I think it was just like rolling around, and the thing just popped all over uh, me. Explosive. Um, was still refreshing though. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so now for those people out there who want to follow your story, follow your journey. Um, follow any new exciting flavors that's about to come up. Where can they find you on social media? Yes, uh, please join. Uh, yeah, join us um, at happyculture. Sorry, <laughs> at happyculture <laughs> underscore kombucha mm -hmm. is our Instagram handle and Facebook as well. And then we have actually a brand new, brandly new launched website, which is www.happyculture.co.za, uh, where you'll be able to discover a lot about our brand and our products and our vision and all the good stuff. And, and, um, and a fair bit about packaging and recycling. Uh, yeah. And a bit of a truth to the myths of packaging um, mm -hmm. and market perception uh, as opposed to reality. Um, as we try to drive the recycling uh, recycling trend in South Africa, yeah. um, mm. which is something that we grossly miss out on mm -hmm. um, with regards to infrastructure. Wow, and interesting. And all that is on your website. Yes. Oh, yes. Definitely going to go have a look at it right now. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mark and Mon Manon. Manon. I knew I was, was going to like stumble across there somewhere. Beautiful name was so lovely ha having you here in studio with me. We definitely have to do this again. Thank you so much for having us. Our first Thank ever radio so interview. Yay, so I'm so excited Cheers, that you, I got to share with you. Yeah.